Hi everyone, my name is Alicia and this is Murder Nerds. Ashley is currently packing right now for her trip, so uh, she isn't here with me, but I felt like I needed to add a quick little bonus episode. There's been some breaking updates for an Indiana case that made national headlines for the last five years, the double murder of Abigail Williams and Liberty German, also known as the Delphi Murders. If you're unfamiliar with the Delphi Murders, here's a quick little synopsis. On February 14th of 2017, best friends, 13-year-old Abigail Williams, who also went by Abby, and 14-year-old Liberty German, who also went by Libby, were dropped off by Libby's sister at the Delphi Historic Trails in their hometown of Delphi, Indiana. They had planned to spend the day hiking on their day off of school. They were supposed to be picked up by Libby's father around 3.15, but they never showed up. He tried to contact them via their cell phones with no luck, so family and friends started searching the trails. They were reported missing to local authorities at 5.30 who initially didn't suspect foul play, but by noon the next day, both girls' bodies were found near Monon High Bridge along the bank of Deer Creek. Not much has been released about the case, but law enforcement have slowly been releasing bits and pieces in an attempt to get the person who did this into custody. A grainy picture and a small voice recording clip, both from Libby's smartphone, have been released. There have also been two composite sketches released hoping to garner tips and leads. For nearly five years, Indian authorities have remained extremely tight-lipped about most of what has went on with the girls' murders or anything regarding the case. The public has feared the worst and that this case has gone completely cold, that there will be no answers. But as of Monday, December 6, 2021, it seems we're getting a little closer to solving this tragic case. While investigating the murders of Abby and Libby, Indiana and uh, Carroll County detectives discovered a social media profile listed as Anthony underscore shots. Between 2016 and 2017, this profile was listed amongst several social media platforms, including Snapchat and Instagram. Anthony Shots was using false photos of a male model and made himself out to be young, attractive, successful, wealthy, flashing expensive sports cars, and wads of cash. The profile was found to be talking to underage girls, asking and getting nude photos of these girls, and even their addresses. The man in the photos was located and has been determined to not have any connection to the social media account or the murders of Abby and Libby. Someone else was using his images to catfish unsuspecting victims. As of December 7th, 2021, that's today, there has been an alleged arrest in regards to the Anthony Schatz online profile. Keegan Anthony Klein, a resident of Kokomo, Indiana, has been named as having a connection to the Anthony Schatz account. Klein, who is 27 years old, was charged with 30 felonies in August of 2020. These charges include child exploitation, child pornography, objection of justice, and synthetic identity deception. The details of the charges are pretty gruesome, but they can be found more in depth on the mycase.in.gov website. Within court documents, the ISP in connection to Anthony Schatz was traced to a Purdue, Indiana residence, an address where Klein and his father lived. Klein admitted to communicating with underage girls in inappropriate ways, getting photos from girls, and also talking about exchanging CSAM. Several electronic devices were seized from the home, including smartphones. Klein ended up turning in an iPhone he had not released to authorities after trying to wipe the phone clean of search history and apps. 
just a reminder that anything you do online is online forever, forever, whether you try to make it disappear or not. Although the court documents have been released in regards to the arrest of Keegan Klein, a lot has been redacted and it's not been flat out stated he has anything to do with their murders, the murders in Delphi. Investigators from the Indiana State Police, who were on the Delphi case, released a statement concerning Klein's connection to the Delphi murders. We do not confirm or deny anyone who is or is not a suspect in an ongoing investigation. At this time, we are looking for any information about the Anthony Schatz profile and anyone who may have had contact with that profile. After seeing a lot of comments on social media in regards to this new information at hand, I just wanted to make some comments myself. It can take years for detectives to get information about phones, social media, etc. There is a lot behind social media and crime cases. Law enforcement has to jump through hoops and do a lot of paperwork and reasoning to get the information they're seeking from social media and online communication platforms. This isn't a case of they can just call Apple, tell them there's a murder they need to look into, and the company just gives them the green light. It takes a lot of legal work. And there's usually a lot of pushback from the companies at question to give this information due to privacy laws and agreements. Then the constant searching of data to pinpoint what profiles, who, where, and tracking it all down. It takes a lot of time and manpower to make this all happen, which can give answers to why it took so long. Most times, police don't like to release too much information. This is for several reasons. Releasing too much information too quickly can spoil the case itself. When pressing charges for crimes, they have one shot to get it all right. They have to keep a lot of information secret so that they can compare it to what the suspect says. They can't just make assumptions and have to be 100% sure that they have the correct person and the correct information to get the suspect for the crime they are being charged with. Also, they can't release a lot of information publicly because it can spoil the jury pool. Sometimes when information is released too soon, it can create bias beforehand within the jury or make it harder to find adequate jury members. If you had any contact with someone displaying themselves as Anthony Schatz, particularly on Snapchat or Instagram, you're urged to contact detectives via email or phone. The email is abbyandlibbytip, A-B-B-Y-A-N-D-L-I-B-B-Y-T-I-P at C-A-C-O-S-H-R-F dot com. And the telephone number is 765-822-3535. They are asking anyone who had any contact with this person to provide as much info as you can. How you communicated with them, what social media platforms you used, and if he attempted to meet you or ask for anything inappropriate. Feel free to send screenshots of the conversations to the email address. Although the internet is a great tool within our society, it can feel like an unpoliced wild west. If you haven't already, I think this is a really great opportunity to speak to the children in your life about internet safety. With the introduction of the internet to children seeming as soon as they can talk, it's never too early to start these conversations. Early intervention is key to teaching them before it's too late, especially within teen and preteen age groups. Their social life migrates to being online. Here's a few tips I've gathered. Have open discussions. The more open you are with your children, the more likely they are to be open with you and avoid keeping secrets from you. Make sure you're managing their devices, especially if they're younger. My 11-year-old and 9-year-old often get upset with me, but I have their devices devices managed pretty heavily. I limit the amount of time they play on their devices. We have family accounts that use GPS so my husband and I can see where they are. We keep age restrictions on apps, web searches, and any other content available to them. 
I also keep password protection for app downloads, and I know that in the future, I will have the passwords to any social media outlets they could use. It's a fine line between keeping your child protected and invading their privacy, but I hope that when my family gets to the point where my children want to use social media, we'll be able to orchestrate it to where everyone is happy. Their safety is most important, and we stress that a lot. Tell them the risks and the benefits of using social media and having conversations online. Educate them that not everyone is being honest and truthful, and how some people make up who they are and create fake personas, and some people do that just so they can hurt others. Talk to them about online privacy. Explain how easy people can manipulate information out of them, like their address, where they go to school, and what other hobbies they have outside of their house. Even something as simple as taking a photo in a shirt with your school logo on it can give a predator information. Just casual conversation can give anyone hints and tips to how to locate your child. Let them know that it's never okay to meet up with someone they've met online. An online friend will never try to force or constantly talk about a meetup, but a predator will. Having online friends can be fun. I know as a teen I met a lot of really awesome people online and gained quite a lot of lifelong friendships. When I first started getting online, I distinctively remember watching the very first episode of Degrassi Next Generation, and in that episode, Emma met someone in a chat room and they eventually met in person. He turned out to be a grown man, not the high school kid he portrayed himself to be. Luckily, her friends told her parents, and they were able to stop this situation before Emma was hurt. That always stuck in my brain, and now that I'm into true crime, the stories of kids meeting up with people they have met online and going missing, assaulted, or murdered have become endless. I hope this can give you some insight on what to say to your kids to give them crucial knowledge on how to handle themselves while online. There's a plethora of websites designed to help you communicate internet safety with your kids, and I can't stress enough the importance of talking with them about it. The internet is a fun place, but used incorrectly can be really scary. You can't control everything your kids do, and you can't always be there to protect them but you can give them the tools to help them make good, smart decisions to protect themselves. If any other information about the Delphi case or any other Indiana unsolved cases, we'll be sure to update with the bonus episodes in the future. In the meantime, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and follow us on popular social media for updates, news, and case information. If you have an Indiana case you'd like, to, like us to cover, feel free to email us at murdnerds at gmail.com or contact us via social media. Saturday, we will be releasing a new unsolved case on our normal schedule with two special guests co-hosting. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of your week.